0: Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> hey, welcome to Thursday. It is June 9th. Yesterday was an okay day, and we'll continue to move on with that when we talk to Dave here in just a moment.
1: Island light FM. Good morning. That is counting crows. And we're counting your money now, all right? Yeah, it's time to find out what's going on to your IRA and 401k on Wall Street. Every morning, we got a car during crime on this effort. It's Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services downtown. Philip, good morning. How you doing today?
0: Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing? Well today, it's Thursday. One more day this week, and uh, and the weekend will be here.
1: Yeah, we could really use an update because we didn't get one yesterday. The Dow was down 268 points yesterday, eight tenths of a percent. Standard and Poor's was off 44, but that was over a full percentage point, and the Nasdaq fell seventy three hundredths of a percent, down 89. We could use an update today, and I'm. I'm kind of seeing the beginnings of it, but not a particularly impressive one this morning. I'm not sure the employment figures are going to help all that much. Do you?
0: I'm I'm not. not, I'm not sure they're going to help much at all either. But I am seeing um, some give and take in the futures. I've seen a little green ink and then I see a little red ink and it just seems to be bouncing back. But I got to tell you, Dave, the numbers look much better than they did this morning when I looked at them at about five o'clock this morning.
1: Yeah, there has been an improvement on the futures, and that was kind of what I was alluding to. We're frittering one side or the other on the zero mark right now, which beats the crud out of what we had a little earlier this morning, is the futures are notoriously volatile. Uh, The reason I'm not sure the jobless claim figures are going to do us any good is the number of continuing claims in the unemployment picture stayed rock stable, which actually still shows a hot employment market. Only 1.31 million people want jobs. Now, the figure we brought up yesterday, if every single one of them took one of the job openings that are available right now, we'd still have openings available, which says we're in too hot an employment market. Add to that the fact there were 229,000 first-time jobless claims. That is up from last week, but still we're at an abnormally low number of jobless claims out each week and an abnormally low number of people still looking for work against a really hot job market. It's it, it's an interesting situation, isn't
0: it? It really is, and we continue to see companies um, either freezing their their hiring or actually saying they're going to start laying some people off. So um, that that job openings number, I suspect, will start to come down um, month over month here in the near future.
1: I suspect that's probably it. I mean, and, and it sounds hard hearted to say it. But the economy actually needs to have the employment market cool just a little bit, not too much. We don't want to throw them into a recession, but a little bit of a cooling on the job market will end up tamping down the inflation, not quite as much money chasing the small number of goods that are available.
0: That's right. That's true. That's definitely what um, we don't want to do it too fast, but we definitely need to slow it down a little bit. Though, according to the, you know, the CFO survey, Dave, Mm-hmm. um we're definitely going to be in a recession that you know first quarter next year
1: it, it's really nice to know that the uh, chief financial officers of the big companies have a clearer crystal ball than our federal reserve does i wonder how sure they are we're going to hold them to that come that because if it's a mild one in 2023 i won't complain too badly
0: yeah it, well exactly evidently 40 percent of them uh you know because say that the inflation is the number one external risk they have and that's going to hurt their uh, their financial results
1: and we're kind of hearing that on the annual and the uh, quarterly reports that are coming up too the guidance is always talking about how cost control and input costs and transportation expenses are causing them all their problems. So, you know, that kind of backs up the same thing we've been hearing on the uh, quarterly reports from earnings season as well. Other thing that came out newsworthy of note is the European Central Bank. I did not hear how much, but they they went to an interest rate increase. They're following the lead of our Federal Reserve. And uh, I guess you can't go to Europe to find a cheap mortgage now either because they're raising interest rates over there as well.
0: I'm sure everybody's trying to catch up with us and and ours is going to go up when I don't know when the Fed meets uh, uh, sometime here in the next uh, is it maybe next Wednesday or the Wednesday after uh, I got to think that we're going to hear the same things.
1: Yeah, more than I remember for sure, but I think the federal the open market committee meeting this month is the twenty uh, the twenty first and twenty second. So we're kind of sitting on pins and needles, waiting to see what they're going to do. And as you and I have been saying, we kind of baked in a half a point increase just on the basis of good news, getting some certainty being good news. If they go over that, because they see more aggressive moves being in order, that'll that'll be Armageddon on the indexes for a day or two, won't it?
0: It is, Dave. I'm looking right now at the ten-year Treasury, um, mm-hmm. just kind of taking a gander at it, and and because I thought it was pretty high, and it is. The yield's gone to three point oh six two percent, and uh, I'm looking at a twelve-year chart. I mean, a twelve-month chart. That's the highest it's been this year.
1: Now, oh, there's some influence being placed on it by the European bank moving their interest rates up as well. I'm looking at the uh, 30-year mark. I don't think I've seen anything in the 3.2 range in a long, long time.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I find that, uh, and it's been as high, it says today's high is 3.073. So, uh, yeah, moving moving not-
1: up. Yeah, I'm looking at the 30-year mortgage rates right now. It's an ad, so it's obviously an incentive rate. But the 30-year fixed mortgage rate on this mortgage lender that advertises heavily is looking at 4.47% on a 30-year mortgage rate. That obviously is going to be stellar credit with uh, a healthy amount of equity involved, because I think they're up closer to 5% now. But even so... Uh, you know the mortgage rates are up. I compared that to the 2.9 I refinanced on. It kind of explains why the housing market is tamping the brakes nationally a little, doesn't it?
0: it? It does. You know, when when you start looking at that, there's kind of like bonds and interest rates. Mortgages and interest rates have the same impact on real estate. There's only a certain amount that folks can write a check for every month for their monthly mortgage payment, and that's not going to uh, vary very much. So. As the, the, the interest rates go up on mortgages, the amount they can borrow becomes less, which means that's less they can pay for a home.
1: Yep, and with the accelerating prices on home, getting that 20% down payment gets a little harder as well. So, yeah, I, I keep saying it looks like we're doing fine in this marketplace here in Highlands County in central Florida specifically. But you look at a national trend, and, uh, well, there's some tea leaves to be read for our future as well here. And another topic, Exxon Mobil set a new all-time high yesterday. Isn't that good to hear? What's amazing to me is I didn't realize this. They aren't part of the Dow 30 anymore. And I'd completely forgotten that they got thrown out a couple of years ago. Is that amazing or what?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be one of the big guys out there when it comes to that industry and, uh, and to have, you know, to, to rebound the way they have with oil prices, um, definitely, uh, you, you know, you would have thought they would have left kind of that sector represented somewhere in the Dow, but they didn't.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting, It is, not an, And it is a cautionary tale about following price-weighted indexes like the Dow because uh, sometimes the moves don't make a lot of sense. Back in 2020, uh, they threw ExxonMobil, Raytheon, and Pfizer out of the Dow 30 industrials. All three of those. Exxon is up. Let me see here. Year-to-date return is up 70%. Raytheon is up 15.3%. And Pfizer is off by a little bit because the uh, bloom is off. the arose a little bit on the uh, COVID vaccine, but they're off 9.5%. The three, ter- the three firms they replaced those three with, Honeywell is off by 6.7% this year. They also did Amgen, which is up by a bit. And they replaced another one with Salesforce on the Dow. It's down twenty five percent so far this year. I think they picked the leading companies a little weird at times, don't you?
0: Uh, uh, sometimes they do. You you it makes you wonder what they're what they're thinking and and what they're looking at because uh, obviously they're looking at trends, right? Then in the in the CRMs and the cloud based stuff is a trend um, and they're just getting beat up right now.
1: Absolutely. Plus, are they really the 30 signature industrial companies in the nation? That's always a good question. Just a trivia, the point that hit me. There's still some reports coming out this morning. Philip, have you got some individual company news?
0: There's just a few that have come out. Um, Signet Jewelers reported. Now, they're, you know, K Jewelers, Jarrett Jewelers. Mm-hmm. That's that line of jewelry stores. Uh, they had better than expected profit and revenue. They actually came out and, and issued some upbeat full-year forecasts uh, for the rest of this year. And they came out and expanded their share repurchase authorization by $5 million. So, so they're going hmm. to be pumping some money in. Uh, they're up 8.5% this morning. So a cool. good good move for them. Uh, I'm really getting a
1: picture here out of this quarter that luxury goods and elective retail are surviving quite nicely at the moment, but it's the sundry goods that are having troubles.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of indicated by this next one. Five below, right? So five below, kind of a discount, closeout uh, store. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they had a good quarter. They beat by a penny a share, came in at 59 cents. However, they missed on revenue and they cut their full year guidance. So the opposite of Signet, and so they're getting clobbered this morning. They're down 7.6%.
1: Now, that actually kind of surprises me a little bit, given the news we had on Kohl's blowing stuff out and just excessing stuff out, because that's the kind of thing that happens to stores like Five Below buying surplus from other companies and selling it inexpensively. I kind of expected to hear some good news on them.
0: Not not no such so, no such uh-huh. luck today. Uh, the last one I have for you from an earnings standpoint is Neo. Uh, Neo is a China-based uh, you know electronic uh, electric vehicle maker. They mm-hmm. they reported um, this quarter they had uh, shrinking profit margins. They issued a downbeat outlook for the because of supply chains. They did have a smaller than expected quarterly loss. Uh, for the quarter and revenue did top forecast, but still looking ahead is not helping them any. They are traded on the Hong Kong exchange, uh, which is actually live right now. So they're down one point two percent today.
1: Hmm. Nobody in the so, Chinese government put on a buy order on that. I, I
0: huh? guess not. I guess not. We've been talking about Target a lot lately. Hmm. and So they're in the news again today they uh, they've come out and announced a 20 percent dividend hike. They're going to increase their dividend from 90 cents a share to a dollar eight a share and uh, and earlier at least that was helping target. now they, well, they're unchanged right now, but a little earlier it was giving them a little bit of a boost <laughs>
1: You put out a quarterly report that creams you for a day, but the only thing you can do is say, hey, we'll pay you more to buy our stock, right?
0: Exactly. Hey, you know, whatever it takes.
1: Hey, I'd do it too if I were in their shoes. Up day, our down day yesterday on Wall Street. Not a pleasant one, not a disaster, but it was a down day. Philip, 45 minutes before we opened this morning, are we seeing any green ink at this point?
0: Uh, No, sir. I don't see anything. The only thing I see green right now is the, Is the VIX, (laughs) Um, yeah. So we got the Dow is heading down further. It's down a little over a quarter of a percent. S and P five hundred is down a third of a percent, and the Nasdaq one hundred is down a half a percent. So everything's getting uh, is going to start the red day today. Uh, On the commodity side, it's not much better, Dave. I got to tell you, silver's down over six tenths of a percent, down below twenty two at twenty one ninety five an ounce right now. Gold's getting hit down a third of a percent. Crude oil's down, but it's still more than what you and I looked at yesterday. It's down about a third of a percent, but it's trading right now at one hundred and twenty-one dollars and seventy-five cents a barrel.
1: That can stop any time. I'd you even if I were invested in oil futures, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy that. Uh, overseas markets, Asia was almost universally off fractionally at the close this morning. Europe is also off as much as a percent and a quarter in Germany. As a matter of fact, they're not happy to look at our, at our futures midway through their trading day. Need to get my retirement together and figure out what I've got when I retire. Philip, how do I find you to get some serious advice?
0: Dave, you know, that's why we really developed our core retirement design. And we offer that opportunity for folks to sit out and really get some questions answered. To do that, give us a call at 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: And we'll be back here again tomorrow morning about the same time with a look at what might affect your money tomorrow on the markets. Philip, thank you so much. I'll catch you then, all right?
0: All right, man. You have a great day.
1: Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, if you like what we're doing here, please like our page, share us with your friends and family. We're here as a resource for you, anything dealing with retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. It's that simple, folks. See you tomorrow. Bye.